Going live. You're live. Welcome to the WAN show, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, my Google account chooses <laughs> exactly this moment to sign me out. I love it so much. Um, we've got a great show for you guys today, but I don't know what any of the topics are because I got signed out of the dark. Luke, you want to run yeah, us through them? Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, Switzerland halts rollout of 5G over health concerns. Interesting. HTC shows off Project Photon next-gen AR headset design. We just had a light go out. Fine, I got this. It's very, it's very romantic got in this. here now. Um, Actually, you know what? No, leave it, leave it. We're liking the ambiance. <laughs> Cars as a service is here. Ah! I told you. I told you. Okay. Nissan vehicle <laughs> subscription is coming. Um, and PCI Express 6.0 first draft completed. Wow. On PCI track for 2021. Express 6.0. Take that, Intel. Still on 3.0. Maybe they're just going to skip 4.0 at Maybe. this point? That'd be interesting. All right. So, oh, I guess I should roll the intro. That's the four topics. Let's do it. Well, there's more than four topics. No. And, and well, we have Only to... Only four. No, we have to talk about... Um, we have to talk about Matrix 4. Oh. Does that count as a topic? It doesn't even count as a movie. <laughs> Just like, spin for days. <laughs> Welcome to our chat. <laughs> I guess you mostly hang around in like the uh, the smaller chats where yeah. you can have a conversation. Where, like actually function. Yeah, I, you know, I was talking to YouTube about the um, premieres feature, and they were like, "Yeah, we've got tons of creators that absolutely love it." Do, do you know what that feature is? Yeah. Yeah, so for those of you not familiar, it's the one where instead of just publishing a VOD, a new video goes live using the same kind of mechanism as their live stream and then gets published as a VOD shortly after. So you get this notification like five minutes, 10 minutes before it goes. And then the idea is that everybody is watching it at the same time, watching exactly the same moment of the video. And then as soon as the video is over, you can just go back and you can watch it as a normal VOD. And they were like, yeah, we've got like tons of great feedback about it. I'm like, oh yeah, from who? And yeah. they're like, oh, well, mostly smaller creators where their chat isn't just like a cesspool of people being confused about what premieres is because <laughs> that was all that was all ours well, ever I mean, was. is it still terrible for views um because like that that's i i've seen a very large amount of content coming out about like anytime i launch premiere that video does terribly no i haven't i haven't seen that i'm okay. not sure yeah uh, i mean i think that in the in the age of video on demand being just a given yeah um it's hard to force people to come and watch something at a given moment, even if they would only have to wait six minutes. I think to if it go was back some and see the beginning of it, giant production or like a new music video or something like yep. that, you might be able to pull it off. But like YouTuber content, I just think people aren't in that mindset. Seems I, less like. I think it's really tough to get yeah. past that friction. I was, you know what? I was. Uh, I ended up in one of those like stupid clickbait listicles yesterday. Um, and it was like memes that, that only '90s kids will get, or something you like that. On one of those. I know, right? It was actually glorious, though, because okay. um, there one of them was like, when I was a kid, uh, when you missed a TV show, that was it. You missed it forever. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh yeah. I, I mean, I never really scheduled my life around TV. Me I neither. never really like. I I don't know if I've ever specifically gone out of my way to see the like the first the premiere episode of something you know on network television ever I, I can't think of ever doing that and i didn't have a vcr either i just like my life wasn't really tv oriented it yeah. was more video gamey yeah um and one of the things i liked about video games was they were just there and you played them when i you definitely to play i them. waited in line for um, video games that happened i never waited, never waited for a tv show i waited in line twice for what what to what oh for the week oh yeah, so technically Wii Sports, if I was to say yeah. it, for a game. Hey, Wii Sports <laughs> a is good a good game. game. Yeah, I agree. It's a good game. Don't laugh at Wii Sports. I completely agree. It's an excellent game. <laughs> All right, let's move into the WAN Show game. So our first topic yes. of the day. 
I was Cars right. Cars of service. Now, with that said, some of the things that people different. were saying that I was wrong about are not actually addressed here. Yes. But Nissan has introduced their vehicle subscription. Cars as a service is here. So Nissan Switch will allow a user to drive a wide variety of vehicles on a month-to-month -month basis with no long-term agreements or contract required. So no loans, no leases, and no maintenance. And this is how they get you because that sounds awesome. Yep. I'm not gonna own my car, which makes me very uncomfortable, especially because, uh, oh, I, were you following the news? Um, Car2Go, I think, is the one that just pulled out of Vancouver. Oh, really? Yeah, so Vancouver has a couple of those car sharing app companies in it, and I think the total fleet was around 6,500 cars, and then the biggest one just pulled out, they're gonna take their whole fleet of 3,500 cars out of the market with them, and then wow. the, the biggest competitor is like, we're gonna bring in 500 more cars to like fill the gap. And it's like, that doesn't fill that the doesn't gap. That doesn't sound like it. At yeah, all. And yeah. so the city of Vancouver, which has some pretty aggressive environmental, like um, climate change reduction targets or whatever is like, oh wow, this actually kind of sucks because I think it was something ridiculous. Like 35% or 45% of people in Vancouver used these these cars I, I i don't use them because i live out in the burbs yeah it you, wouldn't make any sense you wouldn't here. you need to own your own car that's just the way that it is um because our transit system here is abominable anywhere outside of the the, the core the city core um but anyway i was like i was floored by how many people use them and then yeah, well, yeah I, so that I know people that, that in in vancouver that don't own a car and actively use car to go they yeah. don't have to use it that often because they can usually bike or walk wherever they need to get i know people who own a car and still use it from time to time so uh david for example when we were going on a trip he used a car to go to drive to the airport because it was cheaper than a oh, cab. Oh, you just leave it there. Because he drives himself, and he, you just leave it there. That makes sense. Yeah. That's pretty smart. For parking. I was Big like, brain. I was like, that's brilliant. But exactly. <laughs> Thank you for that. No worries. I needed to get my daily meme quota. <laughs> um, so anyway, it makes me deeply uncomfortable because now all of a sudden, people who have structured their lives, which these are like real decisions you're making about your life when you're like, yeah. okay, I am not going to own a car and I'm going to rely on these car sharing services are now abruptly put into a lurch where either they need to reshuffle their finances to figure out how to get a car yeah. or they're at risk of not being able to get to work on time or not being able to get their groceries conveniently or they'll have to pay a lot more for a cab well, or whatever the case may be. Fortunately, we have Uber now, so that's one helping hand, but... Um, in some places. It's yeah. much more expensive, of course. What were you gonna say, sorry? It's, it's just also not everywhere, but that's where competition is gonna be helpful. Like if a bunch of companies did this, that would somewhat solve that problem. And if there was more competition than just car to go, you that know would what? somewhat solve that problem. By, by, you know what? No, I don't buy it. Okay. I don't think competition is going to help at all. Why? How much did competition help us with uh, online movie streaming? That's the... Has that's Netflix the, lowered their pricing? That's the opposite, though. Because if you... The, the, the problem that you raised yes. was like, I'm just going to attach this to movie streaming, which doesn't seem as important, but sure. Like, you need your movies. You have to watch your movies to make it to the next day and Netflix closes down, it's not like you can't get movies. There's many other options. Oh, I You're thought you meant gonna be able competition to... from like a pricing standpoint. No. Okay, because, oh, okay. Because you were talking about yeah. like, you, you have to make major financial changes in your life. Yes. Well, no, because there's probably a similarly priced other service. Okay, yes, you're right. There will be competitors in the market and that will help. But I, I think that in terms of pricing, if anything, I think everyone involved in this business is going to be trying to extract more value from it for yeah. a very long time. And they'll probably like shake hands and all charge the same thing pretty much. Which is technically illegal. But they'll probably do it anyways. But they'll, well, it's not, sometimes it's not even a matter of shaking hands. So going back to when I was working at the computer store. Um, you just look at what other people are doing? Yeah, we kept very a very close eye on what others were doing in terms of pricing. And even though I never would you know, talk to a product manager over at Memory Express, I mean, that's the thing about the internet is I can just go on their website yeah. and find out what their pricing thing is. I remember at. back when I was doing yeah. like remote IT for people, like high school-ish yep. range, I went and fixed a laptop for a lady who her whole job was to pay attention to gas stations in like 
her general area and then call her gas stations. I don't remember what company she worked for. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And make sure they all updated their pricing. That was her whole job. Yeah. And she was like very successful. It's like, okay. And with computer cool. and with computer components, for example, it was very easy to discern what their pricing strategy was. Because yeah. all you need to do is take a cross section of like a dozen different models of hard drive in different price bands and go, oh, okay, so at the very high end they're taking about seven and a half points margin. At the very low end, they're keeping those costs very low to try and get those low end system builders to come in, buy their hard drive for their computer and then, you know, grab a CPU motherboard, yeah. maybe some cables, yeah. yay, high margin stuff. Yeah. Um Okay, sure. So we're gonna, you know, we're gonna target the high-end customers. We're gonna go slimmer on the high-end stuff, and we're not gonna worry so much about shifting forty-dollar hard drives day in day out. Um, and that'll be our strategy. So it's, it's, it's very easy to uh, react and anticipate a competitor's pricing when you're just like a reseller or you're selling a service or whatever the case may be, yeah. and everything's available online. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about what the Nissan vehicle subscription looks like though. So you can switch cars, which sounds pretty cool, and if you're a supported in a supported region, here's how it works. Um, right now it's just Houston, Texas. Uh, so you sign up for Switch, download the app, and select your use case and your vehicle model. Interesting, so a concierge will deliver a car to you within the select service area, and for now, that is apparently a 20-mile radius around the South Main neighborhood in Houston. It's very clearly just a test. Oh, yeah. If you decide you don't like the vehicle that was delivered to you, you can switch it out for another one at any time with no limits. Yeah. There's no charge, and your concierge will help you transfer luggage, groceries, and other objects from vehicle to vehicle. Okay, two tiers. So there's select and premium. Why does select mean cheap? I have no idea. Because select used to mean like good, like in produce, you know? Anyway. There's, there's a, isn't there a grocery chain around here that their like brand is called select? I think there used to be. Yeah, maybe not anymore. Can't but remember. I remember that being a thing. Was that like the cola at Safeway or something? Maybe. Select? Maybe. Superstore or something? I don't remember. All I remember is I have never, I have never consumed an off-brand cola since this one time that I drank like one of them. Like I didn't even have a ton. I drank one of them before a drive down the Sea to Sky Highway from Whistler, which is about a two hour drive. There was an accident and we were stuck sitting on the highway for, I kid you not, like two and a half, three hours. And I peed myself, not once, <laughs> not twice, but like at least Four times. Now, fortunately, why my, did you get out of the car? Because there were you're on the Sea to Sky Highway. There's a cliff here. Okay. There's a drop off, off here. <laughs> there's a drop off here, and there were like cars on either side. Like there was no there was no privacy or anything. Look, I was like eight. Okay. okay? I was a kid. All right. Fortunately, my dad's car had leather seats at the time, so at least there was no lasting damage. But that was a very unpleasant and wet. So now you don't buy off-brand so, cola. Well, so some <laughs> things have diuretic properties. Sure. And I have never had that experience. Like, like the way it hit me, like a ton of bricks. I have never experienced <laughs> having to pee that suddenly and that badly before or since in my life. <laughs> And it was like, it was some, like, I think it was Select, Select. and Cola or something like that. Anyway, I will never, I will never drink off-brand cola. I actually don't really drink pop anymore anyway, but yeah. I will never drink off-brand cola in my life. Um, so I anyway. I don't drink pop that often anymore either, but back in the day I was, I was quite the consumer of off-brand cola, I'll say that much. Because you could get a two liter for like 95 cents. But doesn't it bother you that you smell bad? <laughs> smell bad? Don't. No, well, if you're peeing yourself all the time. Oh, gee. Yeah. <laughs> like, nah, do dog, that. I got that gamer bladder. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Dude, I pee once a day. <laughs> Kidding. Um, uh, okay, so, so my so, biggest thing with this, Select hold is... Hold on, I haven't talked about pricing. Okay, you, you tell them about the pricing. Select is six ninety nine with a one-time $495 activation fee. Uh, premium is eight ninety nine, which moves you to the Nissan Leaf Maxima Murano... Uh, Armada, Titan, and 370Z, or Z, whatever. Um, and the option to drive a GTR for an additional $100 a day. My biggest thing with this no is- No more I, than seven days at a time, though. I yeah, guess they've just got, like, two. Yeah, you okay. can't take the GTR for very long. Um, it's, it's not cheap. No. 
and it's like pretty expensive. You're limited to 2,000 miles of driving or 180 days of general usage for each individual vehicle, whichever comes first, and then you have to switch. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. So you're subject to all these odd terms and conditions. So you like have to change your car. But you can often. change your car. Yeah. And you know, this is something really interesting. So when we were buying a minivan and we went to the dealer, um, I was trying to negotiate on one of the used ones before we ended up eventually settling on a new one. I think I remember telling you why I ended up buying a new vehicle. Yeah, because I was really surprised. Yeah, because the minivan is the first vehicle that either I or my wife has ever purchased new in our lives. Yeah. And the reason for it was that we basically came up with this whole like formula for how much the, the vehicle was costing, whether it was a used one or a new one, per unit of remaining lifetime. So okay. we operated under the assumption that for a gasoline-powered minivan, 200,000 kilometers, so that's like, what, 150, 160,000 miles, or 140,000 miles, whatever. If you could convert that for me, that would be great. Yeah. Uh, 200,000 kilometers is about the, the trouble-free, hassle-free service life of a vehicle before you can expect 125,000 miles. Before you can expect, okay, it's going to be time to start doing, you know, new transmission, new, you know, power steering, you, like start to replace larger items yeah. that will start to affect your total monthly cost of ownership. And your ability to use the vehicle. And your ability to use the vehicle. The thing is when you've got small children, sometimes it's not about how much does this cost me. Sometimes it's about what situation does this put me in? We're on a family road trip. We are in the middle of some mountain pass, and I have stuck. a bunch of kids aged 6 to 12 that are mad. And I'm like, I, I, my life doesn't need that experience. You know what I mean? So it's so we operated under that assumption. That or that's a, how you bond as a family. No, it isn't. So there's a 200,000-kilometer <laughs> sort of lifetime. And then what we did sure. was we took every listing for a minivan on Craigslist, Kijiji, um, at dealerships, and we basically applied this formula. We went, okay, what's your uh, model year? Well, the model year wasn't actually part of the formula. We just documented that. Uh, how much remaining lifespan do you have, and how much do you cost? And we looked at a cost per remaining lifespan. And what we ended up with was a value of, I think it was about um, 7 or $8 per kilometer, or per 10 kilometers. Uh, whatever, whatever the ratio was, okay. but it was about uh, a seven and a half to eight and a half for anything that was about ten years old, and then it was in the neighborhood of nine and a half to eleven for brand new, and then it was actually in the neighborhood of around uh, ten to twelve and a half for lightly used. Kind of in the in between. Yeah. So no, it was higher. No, I was, yeah. I was saying that for the oh. category that's in between. Yeah, so yeah. for anything that was like still the current uh, platform, yeah, like before you're going back to like, yeah, that was a significantly older platform that yeah. car was built on. Yeah. And so what we realized was that given that we're a young family and we're definitely going to drive this thing into the ground regardless of what we buy, the one that was going to cost us less to use, was a new unless one. we wanted to go for something really old, was actually a new which, one. Which... Even even just swapping your vehicle in general is kind of annoying. It's just, it's a pain in the butt. Yeah. And so even with the additional insurance cost on a new vehicle, it ended up being more economical over time. And we are fortunate enough that we don't, we're allowed to, that we're able to make those kinds of decisions. Like not everybody has the financial flexibility to go to Costco, realize paper towels, paper towels on sale, and buy a year's supply while it's half the price. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like not, not everyone- Or the like storage. You need to have a certain amount of resources in yeah. order to optimize your use of resources. So fortunately we were able to do that. We bought a brand new minivan. Anyway, when I was talking to the dealer and I was trying to swing a deal on a used one, they brought up something that I had never considered before. The season that we were buying a minivan in was road trip season. And I was like, what are you talking about road trip season? He's like, look, it's a seller's market. We're not moving the price. We've had four people in looking at this van in the last two hours. And I was like, wait, back up for a second. People actually realize I'm going to, and they go buy a minivan. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, why would they do that? He goes, well, here's the thing. I'm waiting for this part because I have no idea. There's only a finite number of rental minivans in the fleets for the rental companies. We're totally frozen. Are we? Oh, weird. Uh, when did that happen? 
I just noticed it. It might even be working. Oh, there it goes. Uh, nope, it's not working. Why are we frozen? That's very strange. I wonder if they can still hear us. Uh, there oh, we go. We're hello. back. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, he goes... Oh. Th oh. Uh, okay. You know what? I have an idea. Let's just make sure we're not out of storage. We're not. And we're uh, back. Is it targeting network, though? Because that network drive looks really full. Uh, uh, one second. Uh, it could be. Uh, uh, oh, crap. Um, uh... <laughs> Are you guys ingesting footage right now? Uh, I think some of it is. Okay, uh, Wanik is completely full. It has two gigs available, and I think we are actually outputting to it. So uh, please, please fix it so fast that you can be have it fixed very fast. Recording. No, we are recording locally. Never mind. Well, we're good, but you guys do still need to fix that. It was supposed to be recording. All right. Anyway, okay. so he goes, well, here's the thing. The rental companies only have a certain number of minivans in their rental fleets. So there's a finite number of them. And apparently, people will book these many months in advance. So people know that they're going to go on a road trip next summer. Sure. They'll book it in October. And then when the time comes for people to go on their trip, there is... Nothing. No available. And they'll go, oh, well, you know, we kind of needed a car upgrade anyway. And, like, that's how people will make a purchase decision uh, to buy a minivan. So I was going to say, like, who the heck buys a minivan for a road trip? But it's not that really. But what it is is it's the push. Yeah. It's the... It's the it's the I shot. guess I need one anyways. I'll just do it now. Yeah, I mean, sure. if we're going to go on this road trip, maybe we'll go on another one. This has been such a hassle trying to find something to rent. I don't trust my vehicle to make it. We'll have somewhere to put the hockey bags during the rest of the year. Okay, fine. You know, honey, let's just go buy a minivan. I go, wow, that's unbelievable. And because a minivan is such a, a, a non-emotional yeah. purchase decision like the only reason anybody buys a minivan is because they need a minivan yeah. they don't want their dumb kids <laughs> swinging open a car door and denting the car next to them and then they got to leave a note and then i never thought about that minivan okay that totally makes minivans sense. are so underrated if you have a family i don't understand why people do the seven seater suv it's so much worse uh, a sliding door is like protection for your wallet yeah. That's wow. right. That's right. Okay. It's All not right. about the kids. That's about me. That's pretty cool. Um, so, so anyway, um, where, where was I going with this? Right. So it's not an emotional decision. You only get a minivan because you like need one. So what we discovered was that every minivan on the market was priced according to a formula. Whereas if you're looking at something like a sports car, it might come down to like my uh, Rarity my or... brother just picked up some weird Pontiac that's like a mid-engine design or something. And um, like it's a super old thing. But for people who are like into this car, they're like, it's like, whoa, yeah, wow, that's such a cool car. My uncle has a okay. Nissan 240SX from like... It's like a 1991 or 92 or 94. I think it's a 94. And apparently that car is like the coolest thing ever because both the front and rear wheels actually steer. Oh, that's And weird. that was like, that's like a very unusual thing. And so people are super into this car. He gets compliments on it all the time. <laughs> people are like, wow, that's in great condition. Are you a collector or something? He's like... No, I just like bought this new because I thought it was cool in 1994, <laughs> and I'm still driving it because I just haven't felt the need to get a different car. Um, uh, so anyway, uh, where was where was I going with this? Right, uh, trade-ins, trading in the cars. We're co finally coming around to the topic that we're discussing. Okay, I see that as a boon because different times of year have different requirements in terms of the kind of vehicle that you might want to be oh, driving Oh, okay, anywhere. so we're jumping back to cars as a service, not yes. your minivan. back to cars as okay. a service. Yeah. So the whole circular thing here was that during the summer, I, I, I think I would change more often than 180 days a year anyway. There, okay. that's what I'm trying to say, because a lot of the time I'd be like, hey, you know what, um, pat, pat, patting about in the leaf makes a ton of sense. Other times I'd be like, yeah, let's like, rip around in 370z or whatever um interesting 
And it comes with a lot of other cool benefits. So full detail washes, free roadside assistance, the convenience of being able to swap the car at any time, no maintenance, uh, it's got sustainable liability insurance with no out-of-pocket deductibles for drivers, and you keep the car like overnight, yeah. unlike car sharing services like Evo or Car2Go. So if something unexpected comes up in the middle of the night, you're, you know, I got the funniest drunk text from someone in one of my badminton group chats. They like messaged our entire group chat at like three in the morning. And there's like 120 people in it or something like that. <laughs> like, don't worry, I'm okay. I got home safe. <laughs> <laughs> So if something unexpected, like your idiot teenage daughter or son is like out in the middle of nowhere at some point, you can just go hop in the car and go get them. Okay. Would you consider it at a price of eight grand a year? That's a lot, isn't it? No, I, I mean, I wouldn't at all. That's less than you paid for like your car that you've been driving for five years, isn't it? No, no. Technically, I think no. A little more. Yeah, yeah. a little more. Never but... Mind. I also paid my car off really quickly and then was like, yeah, no ongoing payments. Car done paid for, no car little, payment. Yeah, yep. yeah. I'm a little old in that way, I guess. But um, to, to me, it just seems too expensive. But I think part of this is not, I don't think they care. I don't think that's the point no. of this. And I think part of it too is that they're trying to appeal to a really different buyer. Like yeah. you don't pay for roadside assistance. Yeah. I know for a fact, because the last time you broke down in the middle of the road, you called me. Yeah. So there's that. You don't wash your car. So no. how, much value does it, <laughs> how much value is there for you to having these, this, this detailed car experience? Some people, that's a lot of value, and they might actually pay on a regular basis to have their car detailed. I specifically bought a car that breaks down very little, and when it breaks down, it breaks down very cheaply. <laughs> <laughs> that was a huge point. Sorry, <laughs> excuse me, accurate. <laughs> uh, same deal. Uh, that was a huge point of the purchasing decision, was like that it, it is not a big deal. Um, so yeah, it's not for me. I think some people will be into this. I think a big part of it too is it's breaking the ice on these types of systems, and maybe more yeah. of these will exist. And then when they go, oh, now there's an option that's way cheaper and you just have the car show up automatically when you need it. Yep. Uh, I think that will, it, like they, they will already have the software out there. It's a really good way to test the apps, make sure all of that's working. And then eventually the concierges will just be automated driving cars. Yes. And this, that'll be a whole next level thing once the fleets are autonomous. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's cool. It's interesting. Like people have pointed out, it's going to be a long time before something like this reaches rural areas. Oh, yeah. Or even well, outside I mean, of this 20-mile radius. And it's one little town. Yeah. Like, this is this is very much yeah. the, like... Like, one suburb, basically. Like, pre-alpha yeah. version of what we've been talking about. Um, speaking of pre-alpha, I just want to go ahead and do a pre-alpha version of what would be an LTT sponsor read. FreshBooks. <laughs> What does that mean? Fresh books. It's like, um, it's good. And for accounting, it's good. Oh. This is, you know, it's like an early. No, yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, it's an early predecessor yeah. to the, the LTT sponsor read. Nice. So if you're a small business owner and you're looking for an easy-to-use invoicing solution, check out FreshBooks. It allows you to track your time with their timesheet function, manage your expenses with their expenses managing function, Keep track of who owes you what with their keeping track of who owes you what function. And uh, he's not paying attention at all. Sorry. And their mobile app has all the functionality of their desktop version. You can also call and talk to a real human at their support center if you have any nice. trouble. So visit freshbooks.com slash when and get your free trial today. Just don't forget to enter when show in the how did you hear about us section. Actually, I think when is what we want you guys to enter. W-A-N. Also brought to you by Displate. Displayed is, well, it's pretty simple. It's a magnet-mounted metal print that goes on your wall or on it's your ceiling, or it can go wherever. Yeah, it's displayed. Um, a... <laughs> the amount of disappointment <laughs> in your face. And how do we keep it to the wall? With these nuts. <laughs> No, no, Actually, it's, with a, no. it's with a magnet. <laughs> They've got over 250,000 different arts spanning a bunch of different styles and influences, and it's got easy magnetic mounting with no holes in the wall required, and it's easily replaceable and adjustable. They plant trees for every display purchased, so why not? You know, make your walls look great, make the planet feel great, and you can just head to uh, 
lmg.gg slash displaywen. We've got our own line of displates, including a Linus displate. That's right, posing in front of my old car. I really need to do that video about the Volt at some point. My wife and Alex are both going to kill me. So we've actually got, um, we've finally forged a relationship with Tesla. Oh, that's a pretty cool. Did we take this picture? No. I don't think no, that's, that's a... Us. That's just Photoshop. Yes. Okay, cool. Well, at any rate, that's the, that's the LTT collection. Um, but yeah, my, my wife and Alex are both gonna kill me because she's been wanting me to do that video because I said I was gonna do that video and that was part of how I justified getting a new car, and I haven't done it. And then Alex finally forged a relationship with Tesla, who is apparently looking into getting us a loaner Model 3. So we were 100% honest with them, saying, I, I mean, I said, look, like, here, I'll just send you the clip. They asked, you know, is there anything that we should know about, you know, you and your feelings towards Tesla? <laughs> like... Uh, and I think what they wanted to know was like, am I shorting Tesla or something like yeah. that? Like, am I looking to do damage to the brand? And I was like, look, I don't own any stake in Tesla. Um, I I don't don't own any stake in any tech company. I'm not involved in that way. I'm just a guy who uses tech. Honestly, I'm not much of a car guy. So take that for what it is. <laughs> uh, it'll be a tech guy <coughs> looking at a tech thing and it happens that's, to have wheels on it. Yeah. That's, that's basically it. Yeah. Um, but apparently they're chill with that. So that's cool. Um, and the angle that we're working on is I'm going to do my first video, which is like why I bought the Volt. And then I'm going to do the second video, which is Tesla disagrees and <laughs> thinks I should give the Model 3 a shot. <laughs> and I'm going to give it a shot. So that's the, that's the one-two content punch that you guys can expect to see in the next little bit. But in order for that to happen, I have to actually finish that bloody video. Um, Oh, right, we're not done sponsors. Uh, the show is brought to you today also by Private Internet Access. Uh, Private Internet Access, PMR. what does it do? It's got an app for Windows, Mac OS, Android, iOS, Linux, and it's got a Google Chrome extension with support for other platforms coming. They have over 3,000 bare metal servers in 44 locations across 28 countries. You can connect up to five devices at once with a single account. Uh, it's not in my talking points to tell you guys that you can easily share an account with your family members, but I certainly did it and do it so <laughs> there's nothing they can do to stop you because part of their whole deal is that they ain't logging anything Woo! Uh, so check it out today at lmg.gg slash piawan i'm not going to misrepresent what you can do with a vpn so whether you're just trying to keep your isp from knowing what exactly it is you're doing if you're downloading materials that you don't want to get notices in the mail about um, or whether you just want to avoid targeted ads, uh, VPN can be an excellent tool to have at your disposal. Yeah. You should also make sure that you're, you know, disabling cookies and all those. I had I had someone posting during the whole debate about. I mean, there's been a lot of discussion around VPNs and sponsorships and all that stuff. And I saw someone criticizing VPNs because they were like, "I'm still getting targeted ads." And someone was like, "Well, like, are you are you in incognito mode? Like, did you disable cookies in your browser?" And are you signed uh, into like Facebook? And yeah. All this other stuff. Um, um, uh, a VPN is not a magic bullet, but what it is is another tool in yeah. your chest yeah. that you can use to help protect your anonymity and your privacy online. Um, so that's lmg.gg slash pia wan. We have worked out um, the the issues that we had with them, and we actually covered that on a previous show. And there's also a, uh, I think there's a summary version on LMG Clips, which is a channel that, for those of you watching the WAN show, probably doesn't have a ton of value because it's mostly just clips from WAN show, but hey, it's there. All right. Uh, and yes, guys, we know that the audio might be a little bit desynced. There's nothing we can do about it. It looks yeah. like our encoder might have just, like, um, thrown up all over itself at some point during the video today, yeah. but it's going now, so hopefully the VOD is fine. I don't know what to tell you guys. Um, all right, what else we got for topics today? Nick is hovering around, so I'm guessing he has an lttstore.com thing to tell you guys about. I mean, oh, there's our, there's our new cheaper shipping rates. Yeah. So that's sick. Uh, what are the rates again? Uh, it's $8.99 for US, yep. $12.99 for Canada, yep. and $15.99 anywhere else in the world. Sweet. Yeah. All right. And we have all the shirts restocked. Woo! Nice. We still have underwear, right? Yeah. All sizes? Okay, cool. Yeah, but we have barely any stealth hoodies, and we won't have any more for like a month. Oh, okay. So, so if you want a stealth hoodie, make sure you get it now, basically. Yeah. They're going to be sold out within like 
Okay, cool. Probably less now that we Probably said that. Probably less now that we said that. Way to go, Nick. No. Way to go. It's going to look bad on your KPI report for March. Oh, man. Because you're going to sell all the stealth hoodies this month. Have you noticed any, if uh, you might not even want to talk about this, I don't know. Have yeah. you noticed any purchasing changes since the shipping changes have happened? Um. Like regional purchasing changes at all? I actually haven't looked at it. I so. haven't delved too deep into the data. Um, it seems like cart values are higher. So it seems like people are like, oh, I can pay just once fifteen ninety nine for shipping. I'll just buy like $150 worth of stuff. Wow. Like, okay. All right. Sure. Cool. That'll work. Yeah. <laughs> Not complaining. Uh, maybe we should take suggestions in the comments if people want to. We're thinking about doing a WAN show specific shirt because oh. we haven't had WAN merch for like a long time. Oh, so. And that was some of the original merch. Yeah. So if people have ideas for what they'd want to see, let us know in the comments. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. People then, are going to ask for like a, a WAN hoodie redux. Well, now that you said that, they're going to, you freaking dodo. <laughs> I think it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 WAN hoodie, hoodie V2. Redux. Like, not the exact same one, right? Lloyd's head is going to explode when we assign me, him that. It pains me when you ask for things like this <laughs> because, you know. There's a reason it went away. because. Oh yeah, no, it's popular. very dated, and no, it wasn't that popular. Okay, we were much smaller yeah, when we true. when we, and it was very expensive. Our cost on that thing was ridiculous. It was so expensive. I think you can even say what it was if you want. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what it was. I just remember it was ridiculous. What was our cost on when hoodie? It was like over fifty dollars. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. And then you have to ship it and, and manage it. And store it for a very long time. It. And then we were selling through retailers, so there's a percentage that they have to take. Yep. Like, so that was a whole. It was gnarly. That that was a now. whole thing. It's different now. <clears throat> but yeah. Anyway. All right. Yeah. So we've got some other great topics for today. Switzerland halts their rollout of 5G over health concerns. So the Swiss government was, this was posted on the forum by Delicieuse, and the Swiss government was one of the world leaders of the 5G role, was one of the world leaders when it came to rolling out 5G, but now the Swiss Federal Office for the Environment, or BAFU. BAFU. Love it. Sounds so friendly. <laughs> I know. Sent a letter to the country's Canton governments urging a timeout on the use of all new 5G towers. So they're responsible for providing the Cantons with safety criteria against which telecoms operators' radiation emissions can be judged. Under Switzerland's federal structure, telecoms infrastructure is monitored for compliance by Cantonic cantonal cantonal i'm not going to know how to pronounce these things authorities while the swiss capital burn is responsible for setting the frameworks i, I think so. that essentially means like the local governments of like the provinces or states but they use cantons okay thing. so several cantons had already imposed voluntary moratoria which means timeouts yeah. basically due to rising uncertainty over the health risks and uh, their assessment process would not halt its ongoing work to build out 5G infrastructure, even if it meant it would not be used. So they're still going to be rolling it out. They're just not necessarily going to be using it. Interesting. So Swisscom claims customers will still be able to achieve speeds of up to 2 gigabit per second without the full use of the new masts. Um, and according to Swisscom, there is no evidence that antenna radiation within the limit values adversely, within the radiation limit, um, adversely affects human health. Okay. There's some funky stuff. Um, f five popular initiatives proposals for legally binding referenda have already launched on 5G use, with two formalized and in the process of collecting the 100,000 signatures required to hold a nationwide vote. One will make the telecoms, telecoms companies bleh, uh, legally viable for claims of bodily damage caused by radiation from mass unless they can prove otherwise. Wow, that Which sounds terrible. Would basically mean, so probably, people that just would no have, one like, would roll it out. Insomnia and be like, well, it's because it's, 5G. it started right when all the 5G powers went in. 5G. I mean, I've talked to people like this that think that, you know, anxiety is caused by RF. And, you know, it, actually, insomnia was one of the examples. Uh, or just like a general sense of unease and nausea is caused by RF. I mean, yeah. how do you, and how do you, oh man, how do you study that? that? Like, how do you yeah. do a, how do you, because the thing about that type of belief you is to, that no amount of blind A-B testing is going to prove it to them. 
Um, and if they get it right half of the time, that's like glass half full to certain types of people. That's yeah. like, wow, well, like 50% is a lot. That was a pass in my school. So I nailed it. Um, yeah. I, this interesting. Is, yeah. But I think, honestly, if that law goes through, I think it would be very dangerous and probably not a good idea for a lot of telecoms to roll it out. Anthony has a note here that he says the cost of defending such lawsuits could be immense given that the burden of proof falls on the defendant. Yeah, like that's, you're just setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. Well, hopefully um, that's not what we're looking at. I mean, I don't live in Switzerland, so I guess it's sort of a non-factor. Tell Telus is just kind of like, yeah. Yeah, Telus is like, Huawei! Yeah. <laughs> we don't care at all. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Have you heard their thing? This is this is completely outside of the current documentation stuff. I don't remember what they're called, but the Canadian government is trying to push for. Um, you know how like there's some wired internet providers that are just piggybacks on top of other companies. Mm -hmm. They use their infrastructure. Yep. They're trying to push for that for wireless providers as well. Yeah. Because basically Heck every yeah. every like additional wireless provider is just a subset of a current one. Like yes. kudos just tell us. Kudos tell us. And, and then uh, what's uh, what's Rogers' is cheap one? I don't. Remember. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. But they all have yeah. like their own little. But they're trying to make it so there's other companies that can jump in. And Telus has just straight up said, if you do that, we're gonna fire. I think it's like two to five thousand people and reduce our spending in Canada by a billion dollars. They're just like, blop, blop. I don't know. Part of me is just like, screw them, just do it anyways. They are such buttheads. Yeah. Like, honestly. Yeah. I, I, I hate giving them my money, but Shaw does not have anything even remotely comparable to Telus's internet service. And Shaw's buttheads, too. They're buttheads, There's but both buttheads. They're, they've been the lesser butthead of two buttheads from I looked my into experience. I don't know. Uh, well, that's this, I'm talking like personal experience. Like, Telus has screwed me over so many times. Shaw just lies about their fiber. They say they have fiber? Yeah. Oh, well, they don't. I know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're like on Doxis 2 or whatever. Yeah, they, they fiber to the node, and then they cop it to your house, and they're yeah. like, fiber! That's it's like, not fiber. It's not how that works. It's called FTTH, yeah. right? Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't like that. That bugs me a lot about Shaw. I mean, they've also, like, got nothing. So, other than skeezy marketing, what are they going to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of fair. Um... I don't know. Our ISPs suck, but then I kind of think most people's ISPs suck. Yeah, this is a very relatable topic, right, yeah. boys and girls? Um, yeah. All right. Forget folds. This phone has an expanding screen. I think we talked about this, didn't we? Oh, no, this is a different no. one. So TCL, yeah. apparently, this is, this is great. So these leaked images are up on the verge. TCL um, had images leak of a prototype phone with an expanding slide-out display. What does that even mean? I so find it uh, very telling that you can't see the back of the phone. So it will apparently work like an extended dining table with a second display that slides out from underneath the first. Wait, what? A compelling picture of what the device could be. And of course, we don't have anything in motion, but like, wait. Are they talking like it slides like this, and then the screen is just like kind of jammed in there, and then comes if out flat? If you look at the image, if yeah. you like, zo can you zoom in on that? Enhance. Enhance. Look at where the camera is. See, on the left one, there's a split just to the left of the camera. Mm-hmm. Yep. On and the then frame. Here, there's a. And then the camera's there. on the far side. So yeah, they're kind of saying that the middle comes from. Behind here sort of so you'd have like a seam of some sort here Yeah, I mean hmm. this render is I mean I guess happy to not show anything. I'd probably rather have I'd probably rather have a seam in like traditional normal phone mode Compared to using that tiny display on the outside of the galaxy fold mm. Like if I, it's gonna be a compromise no matter how you fold it oh. hey! <laughs> Um uh, yeah, this seems I, like a reasonable one, I suppose. All right. I'm into it. 
I'm into it. I mean, I'm super into the whole foldable phone concept, though. Not everyone is, but, but I don't. I, I still don't fully. Maybe I'm just dumb or missing something, but I still don't fully understand how this one works. Me neither. So we'll see. It also might just be a concept image. Like they might not have a working prototype of this. Like whatsoever. there could be an extremely thin screen behind the other screen, which is going to be tough as heck to do. And then when you pull it out, the like transparent material over the screen maybe expands somehow and that yeah. screen just like slides in because i can't imagine it's like a chunk behind the device i mean that, like, that is one way place. that's one way you could do it like a, like a leaf in a table you could pull it apart yeah. and then it could be like that would be that sounds such... like failure rate through the roof yeah that would be a spectacularly complicated mechanism. terrible experience just yeah. like i so i don't know i just seems derpy so uh, it's not so from from our notes here. It's not clear exactly how the mechanism inside would work, and the extended portion would apparently have its own non-glass backing to support the display. So it looks like you would kind of have to hold it in your left hand, and then it would just be like kind of a skinny thing. Yeah. Whereas the fold really is more like a like a tablet. Yeah. Um, appears to be based on the TCL 10 Pro, which is a sub five hundred dollar phone they launched last month at CES. They were apparently planning to show this concept at Mobile World Congress this month before it was canceled um, due to virus concerns. You should just do it anyways because internet exists. Yeah, I don't know. You know, Who cares? You know, you know how it is. Switzerland. Yeah. Um, ooh, should we talk about HTC Project Photon? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Uh, where is it? Hold on. Yeah, HTC revealed two versions of their prototype design. Can we get the picture on screen? Yeah. One that's bet. fully self-contained and one that offloads some components to a wired external pack. If you go way the heck back in WAN shows, I'm guessing four or five years. We called this. We called this. 100%. We did say that it will eventually be a wireless puck. Right. So we're not quite there yet, but they are clearly going in that direction. Um, these are still way too chonky. Yeah. They're going to have to slim down. But like, huh. you can tell the direction that the industry is going in. That's so cool. So like a compute pack. Yeah. Which again, completely called it just a really long time ago. Nice. Yeah. Um, designed to look more like sunglasses than the usual VR headset look, except they still look extremely VR headset like. Oh yeah. They are still way too clunky. Oh but yeah. James Bond wouldn't wear those. No. Yeah. No. Like a scuba diver, maybe. Um, it's still in development. I'd hope so. It currently uses a pointer-style controller, not fully tracked motion controllers like the Cosmos. Uh, both devices appear to sport front-facing cameras, similar to like the Snap glasses, um, and which would be used for pass-through view of the wearer's surroundings. So it's not that like uh, transparent screen AR stuff, which is what I think most people actually want. Hold um, on a second, I love this. Found myself in silence says, screen rolled up like a scroll. That'd be <laughs> awesome. Anyway, that was be all. Horrible. That was all I wanted to share. Yeah, I'd, of, yeah terrible. I'd love terrible. to see people using it. I'd love that too. Yeah, I would never ever buy one. Um, d -d 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 the models appear to lack speakers, so it's unclear how audio, audio will be handled. Uh, probably Bluetooth. Um, the lack of straps indicated uh, in the designs Indicates the designs are light enough to use with the sunglasses. Yeah, but there was straps, style. wasn't there? Uh, I think there were like different versions of it. I can pull it back up. Give me one sec. Yeah, here we go. Uh, line the screen. We need a producer. <laughs> yeah, so it looks like there's like a yeah. non strappy oh, version. Oh, okay. And then this looks like it might be a version where like the compute pack is at is the back. Is in the back, okay. Yeah, versus uh, on a tether. So this one looks like it's on a tether here. So I think the, yeah, I think the yeah. downright one's more the new one. Yeah. All right, is it's there anything cool. else? It's far from where it needs to be, but it's cool. Anything else we really wanted to talk about? I mean, we teased uh, the PCI Express 6.0. Yeah, let's just go over that quickly. Yeah, data rates are double PCIe 5, so 64 gigatransfers per second. So that's four times PCIe 4 and eight times PCIe 3. For those of you wondering, uh, we actually are thinking of doing a video in the next little bit on how PCIe 4.0 could benefit the consumer. There are some graphics workloads that do benefit from it. Um, the problem is just there's kind of a lack of, you can't really do much in the way of cross-platform testing, which means you can't do much in the way of comparative testing 
um, because you've only got one platform that supports PCIe Gen 4 on the motherboards and only got one vendor that supports Gen 4 on the graphics cards. I think one way that it's going to benefit consumers regardless is hardware kind of needs to go first. Mm -hmm. And for like graphics cards to get to the point where they're using it, it needs to be available on the motherboard side, etc. Yes. So like... PCI needs to run way ahead of the rest of the industry. Man, so that is a maximum raw bitrate of 256 gigabytes per second on a 16x slot. That's nuts. I have no idea <laughs> how we're going to do this, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, we already ran into such problems trying to do, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 60 to 70 gigabytes a second using all of the PCIe Gen 4 lane. And we were even only running them at Gen 3 speeds on that... Um, that epic NVMe server, like the CPU just was overwhelmed. Now, maybe part of that is that it's storage and the way that a storage device is accessed over PCIe is different from graphics cards or whatever else. But right now, those are the two compelling things that you plug into PCIe, storage and graphics. So like, what's gonna happen when we're quadrupling that? Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It's interesting, though. It's fun. New stuff coming down the line. Forward error correction, pulse amplitude modulation, all kinds of cool stuff. So once it's ratified, it'll hit the data center and scientific applications first, then trickle down to the mainstream. So we're really far out. The on-track for 2021 is not on-track for 2021 for you. Yeah, not for you. Sorry, that's like for ratification. Yeah. Uh, all right, so viewer activity. We can do a handful of super chats and then we're ahead now. Polar Fish, hi, how much is a good gaming setup? Um, I mean, it depends. If you're into like LGR, good gaming setup, I don't know, 25 bucks? Uh, that's uh, Lazy Game Reviews. So he does like a lot of like budget, um, like budget type stuff. Um, if you're If you're into like something more modern, but also like very optimized, you can check out Low Spec Gamer. Uh, maybe like what, hundred bucks for a good gaming rig? It really depends what you want to do. It really depends what, what you're trying, trying to do. Yeah. If, if you're trying to play like the latest AAA titles at 4K 140 <coughs> 40 hertz, then you better spend five Decently grand. Expensive. We actually did a video a little while ago answering this question. I'm being facetious right now. So it's called Gaming at Every Price Point, where we took a bunch of different price points and showed what the experience looks like. That was a really cool. I don't know how much foot traffic it got, but that was a very cool LTX demo. I thought so too. I don't know that it got a ton of foot traffic. I don't think we're planning to bring it back again this year. So it is what it's it is. It's a cool idea. I like the concept. Um, when are you going to review dog video chat tech with Cadence, Jono's dog? Um, did he put you up to this? <laughs> Never? Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, thanks, Michael Lame. First live WAN show after being subbed for five years. There wow. we go. Uh, Pat, Pat says, can we roast Alex's pronunciation of Alcantara on the new Surface video? How did he say it? Uh, I think he said Alcantara. Oh. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, if it's If you a, haven't heard it. Yeah, if it's a word you've only read, then I can totally understand why you would think it's either way. Um, oh, well. Uh, Terry says, have my soon-to-expire Google Rewards money. Nice. Any news oh, on LTX dates and location? Of course, August 8th and 9th. Yeah. And it's going to be at the Vancouver Convention Center. We've already got a ton of creators confirmed. I'm actually going to use this opportunity to uh, pimp LTX Expo because, guys, this year is going to be sick. Uh, do we have? Ah, yes, special guests. So here's what we've got confirmed so far Tech Tangents. Ant Venom, Low Spec Gamer, BPS Customs, Austin Evans, Real Hardware Reviews, Bad Seed Tech, Dawid Does Tech, Jay's Two Cents, Gamers Nexus, Sarah Dietschy, Shellback Tech, Epos Vox, Greg Salazar from Science Studio, David Amel, Bitwit, and Scotty from Strange Parts. And that, my friends, is only the beginning. I have doubled our creator travel budget. Oh. And well, some of it is going into making the trip a little bit more pleasant for them. So instead of just doing two hotel nights, which is what we did last year, we didn't have any money last year. This year we've actually got, oh, I don't think I can confirm it yet, but we've got a big sponsor that is going a long way towards this event. Um, maybe even actually making money this year, which would be pretty cool. Wow. And so, of course, naturally the first thing that I did was decide to uh, blow a bunch of it on... Um, creators. Yeah, cool. on creators. So... Um, I believe I offered everyone the option to have up to another night or two 
uh, of hotel if they just want to like hang around in that's Vancouver very cool. for a little bit. Yeah. So I want LTX to turn into something that's really positive for Creator the community because they get to like meet all these people. But I also um, uh, Roman last year. Wait, why is he not on here? I'm pretty sure he's coming. Um, their Bauer. Yeah, I'm, I'm like. 90% sure that he's coming. Uh, anyway, one of the uh, critiques he had last year was that he felt like there were so many great opportunities to collab with people, but not enough time. And so I want to create some time for people to do that and just hang out in Vancouver and like... This might be insanity. Yeah. But just saying, having the studio somewhat open to creators for the next like two days could be pretty sweet. It might be impossible. Yeah, I mean, there's so It might so make many. no sense. Yeah, there's already like 15 people on the list. Uh, more. There's already 17 people on the list, plus ones that I know are coming and aren't even on here yet. Because not of all of them are comfortable with me saying they're coming, because if something does come up at the last second, they don't want to look like a jerk. Yeah. Um, but these are the ones that are confirmed and said they're okay with us saying that they're coming. So there's other ones that should One show random up. note is yeah. Greg Salazar is yeah. just Greg Salazar now. Oh, he's not Science Studio. Yeah. I screwed it up. Sorry, Greg. Previously known as. Yeah, the, the uh, YouTuber formerly known yeah, as yeah. Science <laughs> Studio. All right, never mind. Yeah. Um, all right, what else we got here? Um, will you guys sign up for Starlink Internet once it becomes available? Could be a game changer in Canada. Uh, latency shouldn't be horrible. It won't be a game changer here. Yeah, not in like the... Okay, Canada is not all just like people living in huts. In, we're like, almost in all the, congregated the, right along the border yeah, with the U.S. at the very bottom. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I mean, I would probably give it a one month just so that I could yeah. try it out. I would try it. Yeah. Yep, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Care by Volvo launched in 2018. Audi Select launched in late 2018. Um, Nissan isn't even close to the first. Yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. It was just that it had. It was just serendipitous that it happened like the week after we discussed it. I but actually didn't even know point. that. Uh, I knew about the Volvo one, but not the Audi one because okay. I don't think it's here anyway. Uh, uh, Greg Yarman says, "Have you seen the Meat Canyon video about tech YouTubers?" Uh, yes, I have. I actually tried to leave a comment on it, but my comment was disabled for whatever reason, um, so it doesn't. No one can see it. It's like shadow shadow blocked. Oh, um, oh that looks terrifying. Yeah, it's pretty awful, actually. Yeah, it's it's a thing. Um, I think it's supposed to be me, and I basically stuff an infant child into a blender, and then I try to power the computer with the infant child juice. Uh, I'm sharing your screen right now. Um, uh, that might not be a good idea. So, yeah, there's, there's you that. Wanna, you might want to turn that off. Yeah, realistically, I don't think they're going to get that mad. So, oh, my. Yeah, that's a whole, that's a whole thing that happened. Uh, I did watch it. I, it was pretty weird. Um, <laughs> okay, there's one thing that I found kind of funny. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, there's some other there's some other Easter eggs like that. Uh, 1991 Shadowheart. The way you were talking about fiber internet, that's literally Australian NBN. Ten thousand dollars, six hundred minimum to get a fiber connection when the node is less than hundred meters from your front door. Help us, line. That's your only hope. Yeah, there's Australia nothing I can do for you. Screwed up. Uh, like we too are a large, sparsely populated country. Um, I'm just I'm just like so glad that I have fiber at my house now. Now I can just be like, la, 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 these problems don't exist. I have fiber, yay. <laughs> but I was, I was very angry about it before. I was like, why is, why is there a plan with you know, 300 megabit down and quite literally like 10 megabit or 15 up? Like, why? Please, no. All right, so that's it for the WAN Show. Thank you very much for watching, you guys. We will see you again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Nick is back for some reason. Oh, I'm I need to, hard. yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, is that tickets? What are you guys seeing? It's a comedy show. Oh, fun. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys enjoy that. Have a good time. All right. See you guys. Bye. Wait. Wait. LTT. Network Minecraft Server. MC.LTT.GG. Um, so yes, the Minecraft server is finally live, so it's soft launched on Monday, uh, excuse me, Tuesday, because Monday was a holiday, 
and uh, we are going to be doing kind of a, a bigger hard launch announcement in a little bit, but yes. Is that, was that donated from Langley Pressure Washing? Yes. All right. I mean, you know, that's chill. <laughs> cool. Maybe we need to get our building pressure washed. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that, maybe that <laughs> subliminal marketing is going to work pretty good there. <laughs> okay, I actually I right. need to go. All right, see ya. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>